Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening and welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds. Uh, I'm Lee Preston and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We are just enjoying a blessed Resurrection Sunday. We hope you all have as well. Uh, I am just amazed that we only celebrate this Sunday once a year. We should be celebrating Resurrection all year long, I think. Well, we can do that. I think it is the most important time of the year to remember that we serve a God We have a Father in Heaven that loves us enough that even before, even even as He was creating us, He knew that there would be a fall. Amen. And He made a way even when He knew that the fall was coming. And His name is Jesus, and we praise uh, we praise you, Jesus, for being here with us tonight. I'm going to pray before we get started here. Father, we just thank you for your blessing and your hope. May we truly remember this feeling all year long. This time of year when we we remember that you died on the cross just for us. That we couldn't make it better. That we couldn't do anything to make you love us more. We also couldn't do anything to make you love us less. Because you, God, created us in your image. You know our heart. You know every part of us. You know everything about us. You know our hopes. You know our dreams. And you also knew that you had to make a way for us to continue in relationship with you. And his name is Jesus. So we thank you, Jesus, for being willing to die on the cross for us. And we pray tonight for anyone listening out there who may need to know the truth of who Christ is. We also pray for anyone who may need to know the forgiveness of what Christ offers. We thank you, Jesus, for showing it through our words tonight and you speaking through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are glad that you're here tonight. We are, are just grateful to uh, be able to to talk about Christ and his his healing, his love. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about forgiveness. But we first wanted to offer to you that uh, this is Easter, and maybe you have some Easter memories that you'd like to share. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple of things tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about Easter. We're going to talk a little bit about forgiveness and we are a call-in show, so if you have something you'd like to share, we'd love for you to be able to call in. Our number is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. If you've had some some amazing resurrection power that's occurred in your life that set you free from something or that has healed you, you know, we we love to to be able to talk about the resurrection power of Christ. That's really what our ministry is all about. And what does Resurrection Sunday mean to you? To me, Resurrection Sunday means the resurrection power of a Christ who died for me and was raised on the third day and loves to speak life into dead places. And because he was resurrected, we too are resurrected. And so we, I believe that that's part of of how our ministry began 
is looking at the dead places, the broken places in our lives, and asking the Lord to help in some way, to come through in a way that we knew we couldn't do it on our own. Well, I agree, and that was one thing that I just, um, you know, I just want to let people know in case they don't know who we are or what our ministry is about is that we came out of, we all have brokenness, you know, and out of our brokenness, um, God has just been good, you know. I mean, in spite of my choices and in spite of my decisions that weren't in line with his will, um, and in spite of me turning my back on God, he loved me still. Amen. I mean, he loved me. And he, he just loved me in, back into his arms. And so, you know, being at that place for me, Resurrection Sunday is just about, it's just about, wow, you know, all that he did in spite of who I am, who I was, you know, the direction I was going in my life and, and even in my decisions that I was making and, and, Raising two kids and and not really leading them in the direction that, um, you know, in the direction of truth. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, seeing that God has restored, you know, everything that the locust attempted to destroy, not only in my life, but in the lives of my children. And, and um, it's just a blessing. Amen. It is a blessing, and it means so much to me. Amen. And it is so much the picture of Easter is is a resurrection, a redemption, a a a coming out of the hopeless places. I mean, I can only imagine on that on that Friday that we call Good Friday because of the good thing that ultimately happened, but also a very dark Friday. You know, I can only imagine that the disciples and 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 Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother were were sitting there saying, "Hmm, it's all lost. We don't know what we're going to do from here." And yet on the third day, hope sprang. You know, hope came out of the of the empty tomb. Jesus rose, and I think He does that for our lives every day. He will take our broken places and our hurt places, just like you said, and and my broken places and the places where I didn't do things right. And when I also got caught up in junk and sin and brokenness, he loves to take those dark things and breathe life into them and to resurrect us from our dead places. And so I just am hoping and praying for those who are listening right now who may need that word, who may need to say, you know what, I, I have been in a broken place. I lived in a broken place. Right now I may be, I'm currently living in a, in a broken place. And... Maybe you need some resurrection power tonight. Maybe you need someone to breathe something into your life that would offer you hope tonight. And Jesus is just the one to do that. We would love to talk with you. Our number is 210-340-9585. And we are a healing and counseling ministry. Uh, Shadow of His Wings ministry is. And we love to help people find more freedom than what they had when they first walked in the door. We believe in freedom. We believe in the hope that Christ offers because, you know, truly out there today, what what I think people struggle with is, can I really be free? Uh, whatever it is, can I really be free? 
you know, can I be free from my brokenness or do I just have to live in it or do I just have to assume this is the way God made me? Well, I believe that Jesus came to set the captive free. And if that's what he did, then that means if you're not free, then there's something he still wants to do. And if it hasn't been done yet, then you haven't found out how to get to him or how to, how to get to his, his healing. Because it's like the woman with the blood, issue of blood. You know, uh, she finally got to him and was able to touch his garment. And what does he say? He says, I felt power coming out from me. Who just touched me? And she says, it is I. I touched the clo- the hem of your garment. And I think that's an amazing thing. It's just a touch. It's just a touch of his garment. It's just a moment with him. And I promise you there's freedom. So there's freedom from whatever you're struggling with. Uh, I can tell you right now, the enemy of this world will try to tell you there is no hope. He will try to tell you that you're just stuck where you're at, whether you're in a dead marriage or a dead life or dead dead brokenness with uh, regards to how you handle yourself or your life. And Jesus says, I can breathe life into those dead places, and he'd love to do that. And as we sit, and we and I was sitting here thinking about, you know, kind of in those last days, just kind of imagining what it may have been like to have been walking next to the Son of God, mm-hmm. you know, walking next to him and seeing the miracles that he had performed and, you know, just kind of the, the disciples, you know, just experiencing all that and how in that darkest moment, you know, when he was led off and crucified, you know, that was a dark moment. And I would imagine at that point, they probably felt like hope was lost. You know, I'm, I'm sure that they just, they didn't know and, and they just felt lost. I mean, that's all I can use. The only word I can think of is just a lost feeling. Absolutely. Hopeless. You know, yet, and even in the darkest moment, you know, hope came. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the way it was in my life. You know, in the darkest moment and and when I really didn't think there was any hope. You know, there were times in my life previously that I'd gotten depressed or, you know, I'd felt like, wow, nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's ever going to get better. But I can truly say that the moment in my life was the darkest moment. The moment when I just, I, everything was, hope was all gone. And, and that's where it came from. Amen. And I just pray for just if there's somebody out there that just feels like hope is just not not there, that I just want to encourage you that it is and you're not alone and you're welcome to give us a call. Um, if you don't feel like calling online, you can also email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And so it really is out of those lonely and hopeless places that we've come and that we formed through God's help and Christ's leading shadow of his wings ministry. And we are praying tonight that we can shed some light into the hopeless and the disappointing places of your lives. Uh, I always think, and this is something as we talked about last time about forgiveness, I, I think about the times, uh, say, in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Jesus was uh, praying the night before his death. And 
and just the hopelessness that, and, and maybe even the, the fear that was coming over him as he was anguished to the point of sweating drops of blood, as he was praying with such intensity that he was sweating drops of blood. And so here he is in this moment of his life when he needs, a, he needs the people around him that have been there, his disciples, so much. And he looks up and they're asleep. And he looks up and they've left their post, so to speak. And I can only imagine, as you're talking about hopeless and disappointment and life not looking where it should in that moment, I think about him. And I think even though we see him and we know that he was all God, we also know that he was also all man. And so in that moment, to be so desperate, he comes over and he sees them asleep and he says, could you not even wait with me for a little while? Could you not even watch with me? And I think about just disappointments and hopeless times, you know, and, and we're going to talk a little bit tonight about what do you do when people have disappointed you? What, what do you do to reach that place of forgiveness when someone has let you down to the point that you don't see hope, that you don't see anything good there? You know, our, our savior on that night, I think, handled it by going back to his father in prayer. You know, going to him and saying, you know, Lord, why? If it's be your will, can you take this cup from me? But if not, I will go ahead and go through this because he knew. But many times we get into relationships and we don't know what to do with people who disappoint us or people who let us down. And so we can go to places of unforgiveness at that point. It can begin to grow bitterness. It can begin to grow resentment. And that's also a little bit about what we're talking about tonight. So it's kind of looking at two sides of this coin. The coin of, of, of knowing there's hope in a savior that was resurrected on the third day. But what if you're struggling right now with things that you can't get past, that you can't forgive, or that you can't see hope in? We'd like to hear from you. Again, our number is 210-340-9585. Well, let's talk a little bit more about forgiveness tonight and and where forgiveness sometimes leads us if we're not careful. Well, sometimes I know from my own life, forgiveness, I mean, it's just a hard thing. Um, you really have to just be at a place where you where you. It's almost as if putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And I know that's, that's kind of hard to understand. And it's hard to do. I guess right. I shouldn't say understand. It's just hard to do. And, you know, for me, forgiveness has in my past taken me to a place of just being bitter and angry. And so it's always, you know, when I'm, when I talk with folks, I just always encourage, you know, you don't want that root of bitterness in your, in your heart. I mean, I've seen what it can do. It can destroy. I mean, it destroys life. It destroys just your, your any joy. And so I would just say that forgiveness is just a hard thing to do. I, I mean, it is hard, but it's not impossible. 
Absolutely. And we talked about last week, and we're not, we're not wanting to repeat ourselves, but we're wanting to keep talking about this because as we talked last week about, you know, the, the comment that sometimes people make, I will forgive, but I won't forget. Right. You know, something that we didn't really get to was what do you do with a heart that can't forgive? You know, what do you do if you happen to be that person who feels unforgiveness in their heart? Maybe you've done all the right things. Maybe you've said, okay, as an act of my will, I will forgive. Or, I, okay, Lord, you have to help me forgive. But you still have woundedness in your heart, and you're still carrying that unforgiveness around. Right, and I was just going to say that, you know, and I, I just want to say that it's not that you can't forgive. Sometimes it's just that you don't see it's possible because you can't see past your anger. Absolutely. You know, whenever you have anger or hatred or anything like that, it's just like a a wall up in front of your face or in front of your heart is what it is. And it's not possible sometimes for you to see that. Sure. And that's why, you know, I would just encourage going to the place of where, God brings you, or you let God in on that to, to just bring you to a place of forgiveness in your own life for the anger and the hate that you have. Absolutely. And, and explain that a little bit further. When you say allow him to into that place of forgiving yourself for the anger and the, and the, and the hurt that you have. Well, I just mean that, you know, once you get to that place, there's a place of, there's a place where it's hard for you to see beyond that anger because sometimes you don't even really see how angry you are, that you're blocking everything out. You're blocking love. You're blocking hope. You're blocking, you know, just anything that would help you beyond that. And so... You've kind of closed in on yourself, maybe. Sure. You've closed in on yourself. And so, you know, it's just at a place where... You know, you just realize that even in your anger and your bitterness, I mean, I think there's a place where you have to say, you have to acknowledge and say, I am bitter and I am angry. Yeah, we're afraid to do that, right? Exactly. If you can't get to that place, then you're not even really realizing the own sin, your own sin in your life because anger and bitterness is a sin. Absolutely. And so if you're not, if you can't get to that place where God can come in and help you with your own sin, then it's very hard for you to get past yourself to where you can offer forgiveness to somebody else. Absolutely. Because don't you think sometimes we cover up our bitterness and our resentment or my, our anger by knowing that we should be better? It's like, well, I know I should forgive, so I'm just going to forgive. Okay, I've forgiven. Well, but that's out of your that's out of your your mind. Right. That's out of your head. That's not out of your heart. Absolutely. I mean, and and forgiveness just doesn't true forgiveness just doesn't come about by checking a box or by com, you know being commanded to do it. You know, God does say to forgive. Absolutely. You know, but if you don't forgive, I mean, true forgiveness is from the heart. It's not from just going and saying you're sorry. Absolutely. And it is truly, it's taking a moment to, to say, although I am hurt and I do feel unforgiveness, 
I have to admit that I am bitter or I am angry or I still carry this, even if I'm afraid to, because sometimes we don't want to do that because it feels bad. It's like I already know I'm bad for feeling unforgiveness. Now I feel worse because, you know, now I'm a bitter person as well. Okay, I'm great. I'm sinning all over the place. But the truth is, is it's so helpful to be able to voice that out loud and say, you know what, Lord, I do feel bitter. Who better to hear than him? I do feel bitter. I am angry. I'm still hurt. I feel hurt because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle it, and I don't know how to heal. And I do feel angry. There's no one better than to take it to him. And once you begin to talk that through with him, then he will help you find the places of forgiveness. We have a caller on the air. We have Susie. Oh, I'm sorry. I think we may have lost Susie, but she may be trying to call back in. So, he's Well, and I was just going to say that that it's just freeing. It's freeing to be able to get to that place of forgiveness. And the, and the honest thing is, is that when you go to God and you share with him, I'm angry. I, you know, sometimes like people don't like to think that they actually hate something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something in that word hate. People you run know? from it. Sure, but but it's when you're able to go to God with that, because he already knows that. Absolutely. I think we've got the call back. All right. Susie, I think we've got you back on the air. Hi, Susie. You're with Lee and Shay at Healing Hidden Wounds. How can we help you? Are you there, Susie? Well, well it looks like we may have lost Susie again. Hopefully, uh, call back oh, here in. she comes. Maybe this is her. Um, we just want to let's give you the number again if you'd like we'd love to hear kind of what Easter means to you or about forgiveness the number is 210-340-9585 alright I think we're ready now hi Susie you're on there we're glad to finally get to you how can we help you are you there Susie well, we're not sure why we keep losing Susie, but maybe she next time if we can at least maybe get her answer or her question. I'm not sure what's going on. We'd love to be able to offer help to her, whatever that is. This is oh, hi, Susie. You're here. Great. We're, this is Lee. You're on the air with Lee and Shay at, at Shadow of His Wings. How can we help? Well, I'm, uh, I'm 53 years old. I've been a single parent pretty much most of my life. I have three children, a daughter who just loved the Lord. She's now 34, and she's a lesbian. I have a daughter who just loves the Lord. She's my second oldest. She's in Colorado, and she loves the Lord and is just, I mean, a power warrior. I have a son who loves the Lord. He's a power warrior as well, but kind of struggling because we've been through so much. And always the question is, why, God? Why do we have to go through these trials? What is it that we need to learn? I finally got it. Now I finally got it, and I understand. My kids, my second oldest and third, you know, they understand it. I share everything with them. My oldest is not. Very bitter. Yeah. So we just keep. We keep her in prayer. We keep in contact. But I don't know. It, it, this walk 
as a Christian is very difficult, especially when you go through a lot of hurt in your childhood, because your childhood is where you learn from, and I get that. Right. But, um, wow, it, it's just amazing now how awesome God is. Amen. And and you know what we have to go through. Yeah. You, know, you learn it. You learn it from the from the pulpit. You listen to the sermons. But for some reason the translation gets confused. So. Sure. And you know what else I, I hear that I want to offer to you, Susie, is not only is it just learning things from God, sometimes God also grieves along with us. I'm sorry your children lost their, their dad's influence or the majority of their dad's influence in their life. Yeah. But we uh, we definitely want to keep you on the on the air. We're going to put you on hold because we're about to come into a break. <laughs> and so, if we'd like to put you on hold, and then we will pick up with you in about a, in about two or three minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We will join us when we come back. We'll keep talking with Susie. Join us. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. And Shay Preston. Hi, you're back on the air with Lee and Shay Preston. And we are about to pick up again with caller Susie. Hi, Susie, you're on the air. We, let's keep talking. We had a question about your... Your oldest daughter, what, what do you think she's bitter about? About not being able to meet her father. Sure. He disappointed her and his side of the family. Okay. They were very um, rough and a rough bringing up, a lot of bitterness, and uh, just disappointment growing up in her teen life. Um broken trust just she's had a problem with weight her whole life and kids can be cruel sure and she just you know she's she never thought she had a friend and even though she was in a christian school several several christian schools she really didn't have any really good true friends sure well you know Susie, there is so much there you know uh, folks who struggle with brokenness, uh, say it's lesbianism or same-sex attraction, you know, that's definitely is a lot of the brokenness there is caused by a, sometimes a father wound, a lack of trust in a father, a lack of trust in in his love. And, and you're right, you know, uh, the bitterness there is really, you know, in my opinion, the bitterness there is, and, and this is we were going to share later in the show, bitterness is, yes, it's a sin, but sometimes it's so helpful to ask God, you know, what am I really bitter about? Because she has some very genuine hurts there. I mean, her daddy wasn't there, and and maybe she hurts, and she got hurt by friends and has felt rejected. All those things are legitimate hurts that can cause unforgiveness and bitterness, and and I will be praying for her because I'm going to pray that she see that there's a father who does love her. If she's that close to him, he I hope that she can feel his love and his acceptance even through her brokenness. We would love to to offer you our ministry number. 
if she'd ever like to call. We, we, Shay and I both came out of a past of, of homosexuality, uh, and we would love to help if she ever would like, uh, help. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention the number on air and I can give it to you again if we need to. It's 210-887-9007. And even if you'd just like to call sometime, Susie, and just talk, because it's hard on a parent as well, because, I can hear in your voice that you did the best you could of raising your kids on your own. And I I just am blessed by that. But I also know sometimes even you need a shoulder to cry on. So we just want to let you know we're here for you. Thank you. God bless you, Susie. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, that is that is a, a, it's a struggle, you know, to begin looking at your own heart. And when you see bitterness there, our first reaction sometimes is to run from it. Or to say, oh, I'm not that bitter, or I don't know what it's about, or, or I'm just angry, I'm just an angry person. And, and God loves to look in there and say, I'd, I'd love to open up that door and show you all your hurts. Because He feels for our hurts. He loves us enough to walk through our hurts with us. He's never amazed. He's never astounded that we're so bitter, <laughs> that we're so broken. Because he is personal. He looks in our hearts and sees everything about us. And he loves us still. You know, he loves Susie's daughter still. He has such an amazing love for her and wants her to see freedom from that bitter place. And and I just pray that for, for, for Susie's daughter. Because, you know, the biggest freedom when you forgive someone or something in your life, sometimes it's a something, sometimes it's an, a situation, you know, I have to forgive. Sometimes it's even forgiving God. You know, which sounds crazy to have to forgive our Father in heaven. But sometimes we have struggles with Him because we think, well, if He'd only done something different or if He had allowed something better in our lives or if He wouldn't have allowed my daddy to walk away or my mama to hurt me or whatever the brokenness is, you know, that's what the amazing thing about forgiveness. If you're looking at trying to let go of some bitterness or hurts and you're trying to forgive someone, let's get real about it. You know, let's get real. Let's cry. Let's yell. Let's scream. Let's talk to God. Let's let him know exactly how we feel. I promise you, folks, he can handle it. That's and, right. and then in the end, you begin to see your own hurts. And they bring you to your knees almost. And then you begin to say, wow, I I really want to change. I really want to let go of my right to hold this against this person. And then a whole new world opens because then you're not bitter. You're not resentful. Those things may come and go because sometimes hurts cause them. But you've been able to release that to him and say, you know what? I forgive you, Father, I forgive you, Daddy, I forgive you, Mom, I forgive you, schoolmates, whomever it is, for not treating me the way I needed to be treated. And I thank you, Father, that you haven't just always been doing this to me to teach something to me, but you've been walking along this path with me because you love me. I just want to say that out loud to some folks. You know, it's not always about God trying to teach us a lesson. If he's always the teacher then guess what? He'll never be always the father. And a father does teach at times. He sure does. But sometimes he just puts his arm around you and he walks alongside you. He says, I know you're hurting. I know you're hurting because of this. I know you hurt because of that. And I'm here. 
I walk along with you during this time. And and I will walk you to the places of healing if you'll just let me. Amen. And that's part of the journey to forgiveness. You know, I, I just think it's an amazing, amazing process if you let God do it. You know, maybe you've got some unforgiveness. Maybe you've got some hurts in your life. Maybe you'd like to share a resurrection experience in your own life of, of, of bringing life into some dead places that Jesus has done for you. You're welcome to call us at 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. You know, the great thing, uh, a verse that comes to mind is Luke 28:34. Let me put my eyes on here to actually read this. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Luke 23:34. I knew I needed my glasses. So it says, Father, free. this is when Jesus is hanging on the cross. And I love this part because in even in his most hurtful, painful moment, when he's taking all of the sin of the world on his shoulders. I mean, folks, this is the past, this is the present, this is the future sin that he's taking on his shoulders. Because he died once. And he's hanging on the, cro- the cross in agonizing, excruciating pain. And even still, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Well, and you know, you were saying he's he's in excruciating pain, but you know, it's also thinking about the humiliation. Amen. You know, the pain of humiliation at that moment, and to be looking at the people that are humiliating him and laughing and mocking and you know, and then to just look at them in forgiveness. Absolutely. And to say, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I mean, that's hard. It's hard. And if you take away his God part of him, then you'll only see the man. But if you take away the man part of him, you'll only see the God. And there was a true man hanging on that cross. Sure. And it, and and he experienced the pain of humiliation without sin. Absolutely. Without anger. You know, without getting bitter and without, you know, wanting to have and having wrath in his heart or anger in his heart. He experienced the emotion, the feeling of humiliation without sin. Absolutely. And and the all man part of him carried the entire weight of the world on his shoulders, even though he was just a man. Yet the all God part of him could have destroyed it all in that moment and said, you know what, it isn't worth it, but he didn't. He hung there and endured it until knowing that this would make a way for us to meet him like he always wanted it in the garden. When the veil was torn, now we get to walk into the throne room without sacrifice. The sacrifice has been made. And yet even on that cross, he was saying, Father, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. You know, I encourage folks to think about that. You know, if someone's hurt you, or if you've been disappointed by something someone's done or something that some people have done, you know, what is keeping you from being able to say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing? You know, we tend to judge sometimes, don't we? And we say, oh, no, I know he knew what he was doing. Or I knew th- I know they knew what they were doing. But in the midst of our brokenness, sometimes we don't always know exactly what we're doing or how to stop it. Sometimes we hurt. Sometimes we we damage people. 
And, and if you carry around that bitterness that says, I will never let someone hurt me again like you hurt me because you did it to hurt me, then what if the truth is, Father, forgive them for he didn't know what he was doing or she didn't know what he, she was doing or my dad didn't know what he do to hurt me when he walked out. You know, all of our brokenness is sometimes just that. It's brokenness. And if we carry around an unforgiveness in our heart because we get to choose whether a person really did it on purpose or whether they didn't do it on purpose, even if they did, God cries out and says, you know what? Look at the forgiveness I offer you to them. Because if you forgive them, they may not know what they're doing. So forgive them and let that go free in your own heart so that you can be who you're meant to be. And what do you think plays a role? I mean, I was, um, I was wondering, like when, when you get angry at somebody and, you know, ultimately what it is, if you really look at it, it's, it's yes, you know, they hurt me. I'm angry. They don't realize how much they've hurt me. But sometimes it's like hard for us to look at that pain and, and what it did cause us, how it did hurt us. Because that's where sometimes people build walls up and they don't want to talk about that pain because, sure. because what? Because I grew up saying, you know, I need to get it together. I need to put on my big girl panties. I need to not let them know they hurt me. You know, don't let them see you cry. Things that, you know, you kind of raised with, sure. you know, either from your parents or from relatives or even inside yourself, somehow it came out, you know, as a child. So I'm, I guess I'm just offering that sometimes, you know, maybe, you know, it's easier to get angry at somebody else, but sometimes we don't look at the anger at our own selves. Absolutely. You know, or the anger that we're experiencing. Because that's harder to look at sometimes. Sure. And I think one of the hardest things to do is to grieve our own pain. True. You know, to really go through the grieving process, I think, I mean, these aren't just psychology words. These are words of hope. You know, if you've been hurt, sometimes the hardest thing is to sit down and just grieve the hurt. Well, because sometimes don't people think of like it's it's almost as if tears are shameful. Tears are shameful or tears make a person feel weak. And I'll be I'll be golly if you're going to hurt me. I'm certainly not going to let you see that you hurt me. So I will keep strong and I will not cry. Or but, I, then, but then if tears are so shameful, why does God say? I collect your tears in a bottle. Absolutely. I think they're shameful not because of what God's taught, but because of what people have taught. Sure. You know, tears are only shameful because we've been taught, don't cry, stop crying, suck it up, get over it, dry it up, I'll give you something to cry about, whatever has been said. And I think that's the most shameful thing about tears, you know, is, is even girls now are being taught more and more. It's stop crying, be strong, you gotta suck it up. You know, boys have always in, in some way or the other been taught it's not good for boys to cry. But I think it's happened all over the place now because Satan knows if he can keep us from crying, he can keep our souls from getting the water it needs to stay soft. I think tears water the soul as well as scour the soul, as the Bible says. You know, the most important thing is to grieve your hurts 
so that you don't carry them around in bitterness and resentment. You know, I, I'm always amazed that when we work with hurting people, the process of forgiveness is unique. It's a unique process. It's taking a step by step. Some people get angry first. Some people get sad first. Some people, you know, don't do anything. You know, they pour themselves into work or they pour themselves into uh, their kids or they ignore it. They act like everything's fine. But but real hurts require real walking through. You know, I think if you look at Christ on the Garden of Gethsemane, he's a great example. He poured out in anguish his hurts, his fears, his, his, his thoughts to his father. I think that's part of the grieving process. If you let all of that flow, if you start to just let it flow, you know what? He hurt me. He, whomever it is, his, your husband, your son, you know, your mother, your wife, your sister, your best friend, they hurt me, father, and it hurts to know that they look at me this way or that they said this about me or that they did this to me. And you can feel angry. God is okay with our anger. He's absolutely okay with our anger. He's absolutely okay with hearing it and hearing our hurts. And and I know people say, well, you're not supposed to be uh, bitter. You're not supposed to be jealous. You're not supposed to be rageful. You know, let him know what you really feel. You know, Well, because you're not supposed to be however... We do at Absolutely. times, Go and there. and God knows that we do. And the, what is the best way to get rid of it? To go talk to your daddy. That's right. Because who better to handle it than a father who understands it, who sees it all the time? You know what? Maybe you're listening and you've got this experience going on in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 210-340-9585. You know, Shay, you brought up a word the earlier called, you said hate. Sometimes these things go to hate. And, and you know what? People get astonished by that word some. Oh no, we, I don't hate. Or, oh no, that's not, that's not a good word. You're not supposed to hate. You know, I want to offer to folks listening, give up the old words of you're not supposed to and you shouldn't and uh oh, you better not do that. Because it's real. Sometimes people do feel hate. And I think God's even okay with processing our hate. He's okay with hearing it. He's okay with talking about it. He's also okay with saying, you know what? Let me help that. Let me heal that place of hate. You know, hate is only a few steps away from love. That's why it's so strong. Because we wouldn't hate so much if we weren't hurt by so so much by the one that we loved. And so God loves taking not our should'ves and could'ves. And, you know, we talked about a little bit driving in today about the about the little kid who grows up and and he and his sister are fighting in the living room because his sister walked in and tripped over his Legos. He just built this beautiful tower with a big a big whatever on the top of it and he thinks it's the best thing ever. And she walks in and trips over it and it shatters into a million pieces. And so he hauls off and punches her in the shoulder. You know, and she cries and mom comes into the room and mom says, what happened? And he says, well, she broke my toy and he, and she says, he punched me in the arm. And all mom knows to do is, you know what, son, you go over there and you tell your sister you're sorry for punching her. And he does it. But does he do it willingly? No. Does he do it with a loving heart? Absolutely not. He goes over there, he stomps over to her and he says, okay, I'm sorry. And then what do you got? you got someone who's told to be good. You've got someone who's told to be sorry on the outside when he's not really sorry on the inside. 
And that's what we don't want to teach. We don't want to teach surface responses. We don't want to teach our kids, or ourselves for that matter, to just say, I'm sorry on the outside. We really do want to look on the inside because God knows if we were to set, set that down into a, into a picture, he could look at that little boy's heart and he'd say, that little boy is devastated because all that work he did on his little Legos building, whatever he loved just then got destroyed. And I see his hurt and I see his anger because it's all unfair. And how many times in life do our Legos get broken and it's unfair? Right. And then someone comes along and tip and the, and the one who tripped over it and broke all of our dreams is the one that's looking at us like, I'm sorry. And then we react and we yell or we scream or like this little boy, we punch her in the, in the arm and then we're the one that gets in trouble. And yet it is true. We shouldn't have punched her in the arm. You know, we shouldn't have had those emotions towards them. So now we're told you just need to say you're sorry. So we go and say you're sorry, but it's not real. And so that's what keeps that unforgiveness. It carries it through our lives. Those little things that we just keep hanging on to that says, no one noticed that my Legos got torn up. Maybe the little sister saying, no one noticed that it was an accident and he punched me in the arm. God notices, folks. He notices all of our hurts and all of our wounds and he never, t- he doesn't take a side in that. He says, I see both sides. Well, because the the thing is, is he's not really angry because she broke his Legos. It's like you said, she's, he's angry because of all the time he spent. You know, and that's sometimes the situation. It's like, you know, a, a wife that gets hurt by her, her husband's porn addiction. Right. You know, um, you know, a lot of times we'll hear, you know, well, I'm just angry because he doesn't understand how, you know, how he hurt me. He doesn't understand. I just want him to know that he hurt me. You know, but sometimes it's not really talking about why did it hurt you? You right. know, you just kind of you're and I don't know if I'm explaining that, but but really it is important to talk about why the wise and go deep. The wise and go not deep. Just, oh, I'm hurt not just be angry and want bitter. And I mean, and want revenge or want punishment. Sure, because you know, because that's not going to help. Right. That's not going to help you with your anger. Right. That's only going to affect the other person. Sure. And sometimes it is easier to to lash out at the other person. But you know what? We're here talking about you. We're talking about. You know, you, helping your own self and finding hope and forgiveness. Absolutely. Well, because revenge is Satan's counterfeit. All it's going to give you is a momentary glimpse of what it feels like to exact punishment on the one who hurt you. And it may feel good for a season, for a moment, but it's not going to change your own heart. And your heart's going to grow darker and more cold because you carry that around. And God loves for us to take it to him and say, you know what, I've been hurt and I and I have hurt and I need to forgive. I want to forgive. But the process of forgiveness isn't just saying, Lord, I want to forgive. It's saying, help me to forgive. Help me to look at how I got hurt. Help me to look at what happened and then help take me to the places of forgiveness. Because God loves to, to set us free. It really isn't even about that other person. Sometimes people say, well, 
if I forgive, I'm only helping that. I'm only, I'm only doing it for that other person. No, it's really for you. When you forgive, you're forgiving for yourself. You're listening to Shadow of His, of His Wings Ministry, uh, our Healing Hidden Wounds radio show. We love to help, to help you find freedom. Freedom from unforgiveness, freedom from a broken life, freedom from things that don't allow you to be free. If you need help, uh, you're welcome to call us at 210-887-9007. We sure hope to have a 1-800 someday, but we don't have one right now. You're also welcome to visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We've been talking tonight about forgiveness. This is a second part of a, of a two-part series of just talking about how do I forgive, kind of based on the comment when people say, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. And I want to remind everyone listening about the verse that we read earlier out of Luke 23. It says, it's when Jesus is hanging on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. You know, how many times have you been hurt by someone in your life and you've been able to look at them and say, you know what, yes, they hurt me. Yes, it hurts so bad. But Father, forgive them because they don't, they no longer know. They don't know what they are doing. You know, we are not to wrestle against flesh and blood, but we're to wrestle against the powers and principalities of darkness set up in high places. And so truly, you may have to come to the place where you realize that no one who hurts you really knows exactly what they're doing. And that's why we don't have the right to hold others' sins against them. We leave that to God. We leave all justice to him because we wouldn't be able to handle it if we had it. So I hope that you've learned a little bit about forgiveness. I hope you've learned a little bit about Jesus' heart towards forgiveness because even on the cross as he, as he was dying, he cried out, Father, forgive them. So I hope that you'll keep joining us. We will be back next week when we'll pick up on a new topic. We sure try to provide real answers to life's tough questions. Again, you can visit us online at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Join us next week. We'd love to have you. Thanks for listening. Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. And this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.